Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Click This fans, want to get closer to the show than ever? Join Click This TV. With two levels to choose from, Click This TV offers early commercial-free access to wrestling's hottest podcast, plus live audience tapings of their show every friggin' week, and your chance to participate with Kevin and Sean in the monthly Nash and Friends watch-along show. Head to clickthistv.com now and get inside the show that's just too sweet. following podcast contains mature language and adult discussions. Back from Bogota or Medellin? Where the hell? Where the hell were you, Kevin? I was in Medellin. Medellin. Okay. Click this yes. the Kevin Nash podcast. He's Kevin. I'm Sean. Um, if you missed last week, we talked about Kevin's impending trip to the nation of Colombia. When you're talking about getting a medical procedure in Columbia, I thought, oh, Columbia Hospital in New York. Yeah, you'll be up here. But no, the nation of Columbia. And uh, um, how did that go? <coughs> um, it went well. I saw some photos of the procedure online. Yeah, it went well. Um, I, I was supposed to get, grab some procedure uh, shots of me getting my neck done, but I haven't, I haven't got them yet. So uh, what were you? I saw the one you were on your side. What that was were they my doing shoulder. There was, oh, there was one was in the into the rear uh, end of the actual tissue, my supraspinatus, infraspinatus, and then the other was uh, directly into the shoulder joint. So in between the bones. And you're you're I can't remember. You're knocked out, or you're like in no, a twilight no, haze, kind no. of. No, nothing. No, nothing, man. This guy right. just, he just man, he's just. I think if he had that ability with his penis, he'd be able to rape you, and you wouldn't know it. He just, mm. just slides that shit in. Slides it right in. So, and, and and no no local or anything. No. Okay. No. So th- this this is like a real man procedure. This is like one of those deals. No, right? this is no. Nah, it's just. I mean, it's like one of those things. Well, when when 
when you're going to pay the price that, that stem cells cost, which isn't cheap, and you're going to go to Columbia to get the procedure, the last thing on your mind is, is your pain level because you've got to be in so much fucking pain in the first place. True. Which is the, is the biggest problem. You know, with, with stem cells is you wait until you're fucking, you know, until you're so beat up to whereas when you first start to get, you know, like if something's chronic, like you've got a problem with your neck, and you, you might just be an office dude, man. You don't have to be taking bumps. But if you're fucking bent over like this all, all day long and, you know, fucking your head weighs like 20-something pounds. <coughs> so... You know, just if something becomes chronic, man, this this is an uh, an option before they start fusing shit, and you know, as soon, yeah. as, they, as soon as they fuck with your spine, you're you're fucked. Yeah, I mean, I guess you know what? I guess the human being is willing to tolerate extensive amounts of pain, and depending on the th- you know, childbirth is fucking painful. Uh, not that we so know, they, but still. yeah, so they so they say. So they say. I think I did. I tell the story in here when I got my um my only cavity. I, uh, in, uh, to this day, it remains, I'm 50, I've had one cavity, and uh, my dentist's office was near this place called Callahan's Hot Dogs, these gigantic foot-long hot dogs, and the myth was they were deep fried in beer, they were amazing. So I always, that was always the post-dentist trip, was right to Callahan's. So I'm sitting in Frank's chair, I'm like, I guess I was like 35 years old at the time. He's like, oh, he goes, cavity. I'm like, no, really? He's like, yeah. He goes, I will take care of it. Don't worry about it. So he's sitting down to get ready. Now I start to think about the food. And I said, wait, hold on, Frank. I said, if you do Novocaine, how long is this going to take before I can eat? He said, well, you got to wait three hours. You'll chew right through your lip. If you, you, know, you won't even know. I said, oh, Jesus Christ. I said, now what about the filling? He goes, ah, 20 minutes, half hour. I said, all right, we're doing this no Novocaine. He's like, what? Are you sure? I, said, I didn't want to reveal the reason, but because of the Gavon that I am, I got my only filling with no Novocaine so I could go have a fucking hot dog right after it. I'm not proud of it, but it was my, uh, it was my marathon man moment. Which, 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 which leads to your fucking stellar blood work. I haven't had hot dogs in a very long there, time. There, there is a there is a there's a fucking pattern here. I don't know if you you, you catch that. All right, that well, or not. hey, cunt. Let me tell you, I'm down. <laughs> I'm down nine pounds. In what was that? Two weeks ago, we did yeah, that. Yeah. In two uh, weeks, I, I, there's nobody happier. I'm sure besides your family than me. So <laughs> that I will continue to live. Yes. Yeah. So down nine pounds, but the minute I lose the requisite weight and get the blood. Work where it is. You know how the world works. I get hit by a fucking bus. That's how it's going to go. No. Yeah, how it goes. You'll be more alert and lighter on your feet, and you'll be nimble enough to miss the bus. We'll see. Um, we have a live audience here tonight. I thank, uh, let's see, David. Who else ha- have, have we spoken to? Um, Brandon. Next James, Jen. Hi, Jen. Um you guys can be part of this too if you go to clickthistv.com and just got to be part of that 11 soft membership it's the best 9.99 you'll ever spend we had a little fun the other night we'll talk about that later so welcome everybody here um we had some feedback from last week's episode mose x says i know this has a wrestling base but damn if this show 
is not so much more. Uh, thanks, Sean and Kev. Love the conversation. It's, you know, it's that, uh, I remember the press uh, release we sent out almost a year ago. What episode is this? 46. Kevin, we're six episodes from 52. That would be one year. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. But you know what? At the same time, it's just as you get older, man, the fucking years just go by faster and faster. I know. So That's just like, too. man, it's just. But the amount of work. I mean, we did a lot of uh, figuring out how this business works and monetizing it and whatnot. Oh, no. I mean, I. Took a year. It was an adventure, you know. I, like I say, to, to me, it's, it's it will always be a venture of love because my son was the one that that pointed me in this direction, and you know, I look right now on the screen and I it's, see I see Scott and I on one corner in graphics, and I see me and my son on the other, and it, this is for T. And I mean, I, I don't know. I th- I think that for my mental health and everything else, I think that this is. Yeah, you know, like my son pointed me in the right direction. So we recommend anybody who's having a tough time or grieving start a podcast. Yeah, it'll be it'd be great therapy for you. Yeah, as long as you don't want to make afford anything. Talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Give me fucking money. Jake Bohannon says Kev's skincare game is on point. He's glowing. Any tips would be appreciated, Kevin. Now it's got to the point now where the the sun is uh, is is pretty. It's like a fucking. I thought the UV like the the limit on UV was ten, but I I looked the other day and our UV was eleven. I'm like, what? Like, they added one for Florida. Yeah, <laughs> As the ozone like, layer depletes, exactly. We're gonna just add numbers. But I go out with my dog in the morning and he can he can only take that heat for about 15 20 minutes and i'll just go out there with my shirt off and a pair of shorts and just sit down on a, a lawn chair and get my 15 20 minutes of vitamin d and I, that, that means that just that little bit of color always helps mm-hmm. which makes sure that after that you got to moisturize so um, well, there's the there's the key. What do you what, what do you use for that? A little a little bull semen? What, are you still going with that or the? Um... I have an, I actually have an, an Aveda super hydrating uh, lotion that I use. It's made okay, by, it's made by Aveda, so I use that. Sometimes I've got. I also have some uh, from my company. It's um, some tincture, not tincture, but um, pain medication. CBD and THC. It's in a, a you know in a cream. It's, it, it's a balm. It's oh. you know it's like a like a balm, and uh, I always at nighttime I rub that around my eyes. The, mm-hmm. the, 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 that balm. So. All right. Well, Jake, there you go. Uh, a little bit for so you I there. Fig- I figure it, it might not be doing anything, but it is. It makes my eyes moist. My and it don't get crusty in the morning, and. If there's a chance that your eyelashes can't get stoned, 
Oh, because I'm, of the THC content. I'm, I'm yeah. putting it out there. Your fucking eyebrows start to just droop a little bit. Yeah, you yeah. Start, looking, start getting that Jack Klugman look. John Thompson, I'll be honest. I watch this show as much for Sean as I do for Nash, right? This is a response to someone telling me to be quiet last week. Sean's an interesting dude with great insights, and I really love film and the arts. And I know Sean does as well. Always pop for hearing David Lynch's name on a wrestling pod. We don't do enough David Lynch, uh, John, but, uh, but maybe we can. Maybe we can. And with the addition of Nash and Friends... Um, who knows? Maybe he'll come on and talk film with us. I'll just say this then. Sailor, you make me hotter than Georgia asphalt. What film? Uh, Wild at Heart. Wild at Heart. Nicholas Cage and, and Laura, Laura Dern. Dern. Yes. Remember? He, was, he was Sailor. Very good. Sailor. That's right. Um, you know, not, not one of my faves uh, of, of, of the... Of the catalog, wild at heart, but uh, but better than You're, probably ninety nine percent of what's on your streamers today. So if you someone wants yeah. to go down the uh, no, rabbit hole, it's got. I mean, it's got some. It's got some Lynchism in it, so. right? Favorite Lynch? Um, Wesley's asking me the favorite Lynch. You know, um, Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet's amazing, um, and still not off the rails yet. With you know, uh, still still commercial enough, I think, to get some widespread appeal. Uh, t- a bit of a Twin Peaks mark. I know that was toned down a lot for for TV. Um, still the sensibilities, though. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mulholland Drive was creepy as fuck. What's his name? Um, oh Jesus, the Robert Blake with the. Uh, Oh. White face and the shaved eyebrows. The fuck was that called? That was Mulholland Drive, wasn't it? Was that? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was Mulholland Drive. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was, was, was Nolte in that? No. But, uh, I want to say Bill Pullman? Is my memory failing me? Who the heavy was? Um uh, Smack the girl around. Lost yeah. Highway. All oh, right, Lost uh, Highway. Yeah. They were one after the other. That's yes. right. Lost Highway yeah. and Mulholland Drive. Lost Highway was fucking freaky, too. Yeah. It had a little Patricia Arquette in it, did it not? It you know what? what you know a what a hot great, little monkey. A great, a great movie is True Romance. Like Slater, Slater's uh, work of art. I mean, true true romance is fucking bad as fuck. I just, I don't know. I thought it was style over substance. I was a film school douchebag at the time, so I was turning my nose up to anything over-stylized. I was not a Tarantino fan initially, but yeah, Gandolfini has... uh, He gets torched by some fucking hairspray. Yeah. Um, let's see. The Kind Werewolf 22. When my father died in 89, I spent a year tripping balls and uh, stoned, only leaving the house to pick up, to pick up, listening to The Wall and wish you were here on repeat. Yes, we did bring up Pink Floyd last week. Kind of gave that the award as, um, yeah, that's a, the, the stoner all time. Uh, Award. I, I hate that, to reduce it to that because they, they're brilliant. Uh, John Waters and David Gilmore, 
Do you ever, do you ever just go through Instagram and like there'll be somebody just picking some, uh, you know, just picking some fucking Pink Floyd, and you'll stop because it's all you know. They're, they're, like Tristan played a ton of Pink Floyd. He always played Pink Floyd around the house. That that was that was like. And when I was in the service, um, one of the Pink Floyd songs was uh, used to to, uh, introduce the Bradley fighting vehicle to Armed Forces TV. So, and he would always play the beginning of that, and I'd see this Bradley in my fucking (laughs) head, and I was like, God, was I operably conditioned? Yeah, it's so it's atmospheric. It's beyond. Yeah. I mean, it's not beyond music. It's beyond the song. You get more than the song. It's totally uh, I remember, you're going someplace. I, I remember the first time. It was, it was in 1977. I was sitting in my buddy Mike Stapleton's Chevelle. I was on the University of Tennessee's campus, and we got me and him got blazed. He always had fucking killer smoke. He played, he, we played ball together. And um, he fucking put on the cars. You know, that Candio album. Mm-hmm. And that was, because that was kind of like, you know, that was like the new, first new wave shit that I'd ever heard. Because mm. I was coming out of, I was coming out of Motown. And, you know, if it was, you know, like we had Seeger and that that crew, and then we yeah. had the, you know, we had the R&B crew, but we didn't have any fucking new wave shit. So that was just like, I was like, whoa. So it's like one of those things, like every time I re- like hear that, Candio, I need you so, and I just go, I'm, I'm sitting in that fucking that black upholstery in that fucking burgundy Chevelle, just like, me and Stapes getting stoned. Mm. Me, me and Stapes used to, we, we, we lived together one summer. And you too? No. Maybe 78, 79. And we used to, there, we, there was this place that was called, what the fuck was it? It was, these, it was like almost like government apartments up on top of this hill, but they were, they, they ended up like being like, we, we were able to rent them, like students were. And they had a huge parking garage, like probably four level parking garage. And it was across a walkway you could get to the old Knoxville Civic Coliseum or Civic Auditorium, whatever it was. But we used to go up there and get stoned and make up Frisbee games. And I'm, I'm talking like we probably had like a two football field fucking parking garage up on top of this hill. And uh, just getting stoned and fucking and, and playing, you know, making up games. You know, with that 180 gram professional, fucking the profesh, the black professional frisbee, frisbee, right? Yeah, because you wouldn't want to be caught up there with some fucking bootleg shit. Justin Ryan seeing Bob Mold's face on a wrestling thumbnail makes me happy. How about seeing his nipples? Did that? Uh, we went. We were actually just talking before we went on air. Bob, Bob, Bob just got married, so congratulations to Bob. Oh, that's nice to hear. We kind of get him here somehow. Maybe a Nash and Friends. We can watch that'd be, one of the things. Nice. We can yeah. watch one of the things he booked. I fucking love to talk to him about Husker Du and everything, but 
guess we have to keep it somewhat wrestling. No, we don't. We can do whatever the fuck we want, is what you're supposed to say right now. My show, I'll do whatever the fuck I want. If I want to talk about sugar and who's could do for two hours, I will. I, I've already had the conversation with him. I can definitely repeat it. Okay. Um, Christian Voorhees. Asking Sean, when's the last time you watched a Chinese... <laughs> A Chinese movie is like asking a construction worker, when's the last time you did yoga? Talk politics, fart jokes, and wrestling. As long as you want to talk about it, we want to hear it. No matter how it may be, that's why we pay the big bucks. That's Whoa, somebody said they want to talk about politics? It's been a fucking... <clears throat> let's, just, let's just not talk politics. Let's, let's just talk economics, all right? And see if, see if we can dissect this without going too political. We are, I don't know, maybe 13 days from uh, basically crapping out on our, our, our national debt. And <clears throat> we've been here so many fucking times, I feel like, in the last yeah, but 10 years. How can, how can McCarthy sit there? And I know exactly how, because the, the deal he cut to get in to, to 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 be the fucking the speaker after fifteen fucking no thank yous was he cut so many side deals with fucking people like Green and fucking Bobbitt or whatever the I mean just he's fucking it becomes impossible to serve all the masters when you sell your when you sell pieces of yourself like that yeah and, and and the thing is it's just like. Do, do we have that one thing where it, it, it it's the the cat that's like bringing up all the things that the, that they want to cut and then the Republicans in the spend in the yeah the cutting yeah. the spending. Do, 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 do we you have, have that? It was a, it was that? an Insta uh, video. I thought was that a, was pretty interesting. Close up of the guy's face. I'm sure, I gave that to you. But anyway, uh, while we look for that, I, I just wanted to say that I, I, we've. I, I, how many times has the debt ceiling been raised? And it was three right, times let's, under let's, Trump. Let's look. Yeah, yeah, and let's look at that. So our our debt is a little less than thirty two trillion. So during Trump's administration, he did eight trillion of that. So he did twenty five percent of that. So. It took him four years to, to accumulate 25% of what the rest of the fucking country is de- did in the 244 years that it was in existence without Trump being president. So, I mean, there's they, they, like you said, they, they kicked the can down the fucking the block fucking three times during the Trump administration. He said he would never use it for political bargaining. And then he's now stating, oh, I'd, hold, I'd get everything you want. It's like, so are you an American, dude? The danger here is China, yes. Russia. Yes. They are watching this with bated breath because here will be 
I mean, they could say whatever they want about Western politics and and our intervention into their business. They want democracy to fail. Here would be the first tangible thing they can point to. All right, that's not it. It's not that one. I just uh, I sent you. Uh, it's a dude's uh, face. Uh, it's like a close up of a guy's face. But here would be the first public um, indication that they can of 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 our of our system collapsing and they can use this it's a sign of weakness and of course as you know with in in the shell game of international politics the front you put up the image you have is half the game could you imagine if china had a world currency waiting this is this is all they would need is is this this fucking Little bit of a glimmer. If they had a if they had a world currency, we would be fucked. It's a good uh, it's a good espionage novel right there. The, the Chinese currency they've been hiding from uh, waiting for it's that guy, yeah, right this, there. Uh, let's just listen to him for a second here. This is how whenever a Democrat gets in office, the GOP is like, we want a balanced budget, and so we say, okay, well, we can start by repealing the two point one trillion dollars in tax cuts for billionaires. And Republicans are like, no, we're not going to do that. And so then we say, well, how about we get rid of the $6,000 a month that Americans are paying for corporate welfare? And Republicans are like, no, we're not going to do that either. And so then we say, what if we audit this bloated military budget and find out where trillions of dollars went missing? And Republicans are like, no, we're not going to do that either. And so then we say, how about we stop deregulating banks and stop bailing out billion dollar corporations? And Republicans are like, no, we're not going to do that either. And then we say, what if we get rid of the trickle down scam that has taken $50 trillion in wealth from middle-class people and given it to the top 1%. The Republicans are like, no, we're not going to do that either. So finally, we're like, okay, well, then how exactly Republicans do you want to balance the budget? And they say, well, that's easy. We're going to cut veterans' care, cut Social Security, cut Medicare, cut student loan relief. They're going to cut free school lunches and SNAP for poor people. You ever notice how whenever a Democrat... So, and as this guy's saying this, um, those of you that are listening, he's got the... um, the the uh, news headlines at the bottom of the screen for for each of the things he talks about in each of the proposed and that that's frightening to me that's frightening to me that that you sit there and your 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 constituents put you into into office and you sit there and you say you know what we need to cut the first the first place to look at is social security Medicare. We need to look at the entitlements for the old people. Now, I don't know where the fuck these people came from, but there's two people you take care of. One, it's the old people, because fucking they've just done, they've just carried the fucking wagon, man. Every one of those motherfuckers, man, I, they, they carried the wagon. I mean, they've, they've done their job. It's time for somebody to take care of them. And the next one is the children. Because they've got to push this fucking country forward. So your money has to be spent in education to make sure that we don't continue to fall behind. And then you've got to take the, I mean, would you rather, it's it's like the fucking movie Dave, would you rather fucking have the after school program or would you rather do the survey to see whether people are happy with the automobile that they've already bought? Yeah, I thought so. Maybe we'll have the after-school program. Yeah. So it's it's just common sense. It's common decency. 
And I don't, you know, it's like the Second Amendment. One of the things, like, people read the Second Amendment and they have this abbreviated version of it. And in essence, though, there's only a couple of lines, and one of them is that it's in order to arm a highly regulated militia. To serve a highly regulated militia is the actual quote. Yes. Yeah, to serve a so so. Tell me if it's to serve a highly regulated militia. Where's our fucking regulation? Why? Why is not? Why is it the most de? Now you can fucking go to Seven Eleven and fucking get a Glock. You know, it's just it's ridiculous. So if you're going to fucking pick your little yeah, but it says right to bear arms. It says right to bear arms. It's yeah, yeah. As long as these things are followed, in our country we don't have a fucking problem with a an eighteen year old buying a weapon but god forbid if that motherfucker was to get in an automobile without a driver's license and drive and the chance of him fucking killing uh you know 17 kids while they're in class is pretty limited while he drives an automobile the the budget um, issue. I mean, this is the age-old tug of war. There's nothing new in the in the categories that both sides of the aisle are going to no. fight for. Um, the uh, the Republicans are going to try to wrest some of these um, the entitlement programs. I, I think has become a pejorative. It's kind of used in a nasty way. But any social services in, in any way um, is the first place they go to. And then the left always uh, will address the the military budget first. And um, so this tug of war happens all the time. Now, here's the, here's the thing. When we're talking about defaulting on our debt, okay, as a nation, this isn't the average budget bill, okay? So this is like an emergency uh, stopgap measure. Don't you think that we should, we should strip away um, the ability for, like, if a normal bill, if a normal budget, is coming to surface without a ticking time bomb attached to it, which is what we have here now. Right. I think there has to be, you know, like the rules of debate. You, you know, you, you can bring up this, you can't bring up that. We should have like a couple, a number of strikes that each side can use, and then it's got to be fucking passed. Decide what your three strikes are on this side. Decide what your three strikes are on this side that you want taken out and then it goes fucking through because it's it's the nation's budget uh, the, the nation's uh, defaulting on debt that we're talking right. about not just the budget so i think it's got to be handled differently as far as i know maybe i'm a moron this is exactly the same as any other bill that would go before yes. it could be held up they can filibuster they could do all this bullshit that drags except, us into default this is the only one that the trillion dollar coin is in play but the singular <laughs> yes, yes the singular the, piece the singular, of platinum yeah the the the, the, <laughs> the always always easy to find trillion dollar coin no but at the same time it's just like it does it would it be that fucking difficult for Biden to just say, "Okay, we'll look at um, 
I, I don't know where 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 I can't, I can't you know I don't know where the Republicans think that the biggest piece of pork is sitting on the Democratic side, but would you not be like would if I was president, I would not have a, a problem carving a piece of that pork and giving it to them to get this done. Right, I, that's what I'm saying. The stakes here are very different. Yeah, but, but no, it's the same. Yeah, uncompromising you know, attitude yeah, and it's just like fuck man you know, like i look at I, I look at the world you know especially our country and i just i've never seen such d- d- divisiveness in my life Get rid of your credit card debt, get a lower monthly payment, and skip your next two house payments at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to save thousands with SaveWithConrad.com. Find out how much money you can save right now at SaveWithConrad.com. We're a nation divided, of course. Yeah, and I, and I look at it and I say, is is this because for the last 30 fucking years, Russia and China have used propaganda to slowly brainwash our country. Like right now, we've got this, this TikTok fucking world that we live in. And like, so you get an algorithm and they find out that you lean right or you lean left. They start to feed that algorithm. They start to push you certain ways. And my whole thing is, It's real simple. Like when you are, you look at like read the art of war. There's, I mean, it, it's of course more intricate than this, but one of the things is is always divide and conquer. So right now, the United States is the most divided it's ever been, and and fucking China is fucking is getting ready to pounce. It's exactly how they want it. And um, when they first identified Russian involvement. In the was the twenty sixteen election, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, I the ads that I saw that were used by them were so smart. It was a it was a pro Hillary ad, and it was her embracing Muslims, and it was it was not a negative ad. It was a pro Hillary ad that looked like maybe it was produced by the Muslim community. And it was like, we thank you, Hillary. We th-. I'm like, how fucking smart. They know the fabric of the, uh, the, the fabric of the bigotry in this country toward that group of people right now. Right. And they could play on it by just running a pro-Hillary Muslim ad. It's a very, and this is, of course, because there's boots on the ground here, of course, right? You know, the, the, the spy game is strong everywhere in the world. You really have to know the fabric of American culture yes. to know that just running that did you will drive ever, people did, to vote for Trump. There was another ad that I saw, and they, they talked about this girl that got raped. And they talked about this young uh, defense lawyer that... Uh, took the case of, of the guy that was being accused of the rape and uh, this young female defense lawyer went on to, to win this, this case for this man and um, that young uh, defense attorney was 
Hillary, you know, Hillary Clinton, but whatever her her, her maiden name was. Wrong. And yeah, and uh, I saw that. It, 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 I only saw it once or twice, but every time I saw it, there was such a hatred, you know, that a woman would get a get a, a rapist off. And I, and there's, I, I mean, I, I looked, I couldn't find. You know any any validity into it, but it was just the fact that you know you well, can't. You also need the details. They tried to do that with Kamala Harris yeah, too. Yeah, but you, but you, you got to look the at same, the fucking details of every single case. If somebody absolutely, drops absolutely. the fucking ball, it's not the prosecutor's fucking fault. But I mean, at the same time, though, it's just like you can't unsee those things. Yeah, and you know, you you don't think that you're being manipulated. You don't think that it's changing your perception. But I remember when I when I bent over that. Uh, that ballad for for Trump versus Hillary, there was a hiccup. For just a split second, there was a hiccup. Where I said, like, oh, fuck, do I really want to vote for Hillary Clinton? And I said to myself, I said, what have you been telling everybody? We're not voting for Hillary. We're voting for two, possibly three Supreme Court spots. That's what we're voting for. Hillary was not the best candidate. She was not. She has a likability, had a likability problem. I think we all know well, that. Well, that and the fact that she shit the bed the last fucking two weeks, didn't go to Ohio. I mean, just. I think, you know what? She, <coughs> the biggest flaw, and this is, this. you know what? I may be a registered Democrat, but I have a lot of fucking issues with this party. Um, you know, the middle class white man will always be there. Yep. So we do not have to talk to them. We don't have to talk, speak to their issues. No visit to the fucking Rust Belt? Seriously? Okay. Yeah. You know, we we exist in numbers that can swing an election uh, a lot quicker than some other classes. So I, I think that the party left a whole lot of fucking chips on the table and, uh, and I think that's what happened in fucking uh, in Pennsylvania with fucking uh, Oz and and, and uh, Fetterman. That, right. You know, they just they they really thought that you know it's just like no man, like some fake motherfucker that ain't even from this fucking state ain't gonna come in here, and like we'll take the guy in the hoodie. We'll t- we'll take the real guy because fucking. People put in real real hours, and you know that that city was built on, on on sweat. Yeah. You know, Kev, I I've been debating whether to to bring this up, and uh, I have some video some video evidence of of something that um, I I don't know if this if this is going to change the direction of the show the course of my life or what but uh but i'm I'm sitting on some something heavy here and i i don't we talk about politics a lot and i don't know if you know how um how divided we are we we know we're divided as a people but uh i have some evidence that we are actually uh in a shadow presidency right now and uh, and uh and i'm gonna play this i i guess we gotta let the cat out of the bag steve Here's my source. Donald Trump. And why is he your favorite? Because he's, uh, he says, he does what he says. He, he, he gets it done. He, did he build a wall? I believe he is, and I believe the mainstream. But he didn't. 
I, no, no, no. I believe I believe that's just lies by the mainstream media, and they're covering up the truth. Did he win the election? Absolutely. And why isn't he in office? You know what? I mean, if you know what this shirt means. Q, what is this shirt? Mean? Q is uh, the it's it's a mix of different things, but it's basically saying that the world is not how it seems. The media is all fake. Uh, the media is not reporting accurate information. So not reporting that he is actually in office. What I believe, what and, and what what actually quite a few Trump supporters believe is that Trump is still the president right now. He is running a shadow presidency, possibly for Mar-a-Lago. The uh, White House, the real White House, is shut down. So you do like how everything's going with him in office still? So I believe that it, it's it's all a movie we're watching. That's what I have been told. It's all a movie, and we have you know actors playing different people. Who, like who else? So uh, Biden, the real Joe Biden, that was with Obama when he uh, was president with Ob vice president with Obama, he's been executed. That's like Tupac, Biggie, they have a replacement, he's a hologram. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, you, you really think that? I, I do, I, and I'm here to see my favorite president in the whole world. So, um, okay, so there so it I, is. Okay, well, oof, I mean, number one, just chilling Yeah. Uh, to, to be able to get that kind of insight on yeah. what's really going on. Uh, I've got a couple of questions. Um <laughs> So, is the writer's strike affecting the film that they write on a daily basis? You know what? I haven't seen a lot of footage out of the White House this past week. Or that, or that fake insignia. Yeah. And on top of that, this is the one that kills me, the people that say that Trump is still in office. And you know what? At this point right now, I absolutely believe it. I do. I believe it. And so much so that he is the president. And when they, when we vote for president this year, um, he won't be able to because he's already done his two terms. And whether you're doing it shadow or not shadow. Got to take two, him off the ballot. Two terms or two terms and he's done. So... If he didn't lose and he's still the president, then he shouldn't be able to run a third term unless he changes. Maybe he's got some kind of classified documentation that he declassified this morning, and it was the FDR clause. So You continue to have multiple terms beyond yes. the two. Yeah. Yes, yes. You know, former AG uh, Bill Barr, um, I wasn't much of a fan of, but um, I want to speak to our Republican friends that listen, not the lunatics that troll us. I mean, the ones that are, you know, real, uh, that believe the tenets of the GOP, uh, the real tenets, uh, tempering government uh, involvement, et cetera, rugged individualism, which I'm all for. Um, this was the wisest I've heard Mr. Barr, um, in any public speaking setting since, well, since he came to public awareness in his former role. And, um, you can still have a candidate, folks, 
and get what you want done. But I think the one thing that anyone who voted for Trump learned is that he's not the guy that's going to deliver the meal that you ordered. Go ahead, play, uh, play Geraldo Rivera's question here. To be president of the United States, is Donald Trump fit to be president? Uh, what, this is the way I'll answer that, Geraldo, which is if you believe in his policies, he's the la- what, what he's advertising is his policies, he's the last person who could actually execute them and achieve them. He does not have the discipline. He does not have the ability for strategic thinking and linear thinking or setting priorities uh, or how to get things done in the system. It is a horror show. When he's when you know when he's left to his own devices, and and so you may want his policies, but Trump will not deliver Trump policies. He will deliver chaos, and if anything, lead to a backlash that will set his policies much further back than they otherwise would be. And so that's that's the that's the perfect way to look at the ideology of the grand old party today. You still can have what you want. You need a fucking candidate, guys. Yeah. You need a candidate. You need somebody that, that can actually, that knows the political process that can get something done. We don't advertise the identity of the entire Republican Party as like the kooks we play on here sometimes, like the guy in the Q shirt a few minutes ago, or the feel free to just scroll down some of our YouTube comments on the pages. They're there. They, you know, I wish they were working, but they're there, uh, posting. You still can have the party back. I'd be pissed off if I was voting red, and and the, and they hijacked my fucking deal like yes. that. Yes. Anyway, we calm down. You know who we should thank? We should thank Sean Waltman who joined us last week. Yes, we should. It was great to have. Wanna, it was really nice to have Sean. Shout out to Sean. We did a watch along on the first edition of Nash and Friends, which you could be a part of by joining clickthistv.com. If you go to the 11 Soft membership, um, you get a monthly episode of Nash and Friends where Kev and me and our guests sit down and we watch some stuff. We watched a great tag team match with Scott and uh, Kev and Sean and, uh, and uh, Sean, the other Sean. And um, we had some fun. Anyone here can attest to that. Anyone in our room tonight that was there, send us some of your comments up here if you enjoyed it. And uh, the uh, the June Nash and Friends will be announced soon. Hopefully next week we can announce our guest. You know what I saw today? And I want to think it was on Bret Hart's Twitter was some clips and several of a European title between Davy Boy and Owen, and I think it was on maybe a Raw, hmm. but it was it was you know it was that same uh, era as that uh, match we watched, and same kind of timing. And Owen Owen was so fucking good. That fast paced, uh... just but I mean everything means something, mm. and you know the, the, the logic, the, yeah, and it looks it's it's a it's pro wrestling. It's you know, the work in the arm, but not, not circus Olay work in the arm, but actually like, you know, almost like a, a little bit of that like catch feel, like the, that they do over in, in, in France. You know, mm-hmm. 
Does Davey maybe not get the credit that, I mean, Dynamite is always talked about, um, you know, both of, his, both of his work in Japan and here. Uh, Brett, of course, uh, class by his own. But does Davey sometimes get overlooked Davey in his earlier work, years? Davey could work his ass off. Yeah, especially for his size, too. Yeah, no, Davey was, and and he was safe. He was strong. Mm, it was, was strong. It? Yeah, he was strong mm. as a fucking ox. He picked you up. He laid you flat. Mm. His, his shit looked snug. He never fucking T-boned you. Never hit you in the, you know, in the, in the T-bone, which is here. And uh, no, he was he was a, a fucking great talent. We lost Jim Brown yesterday. Ugh. <clears throat> you know, it was it, it was one of those things where I, I, I saw it on ABC Sports first. And of course, they cover it in sports because everybody knows that if you if you take Jim Brown's entire life, it was those nine fucking years with the Browns, <laughs> not the social justice aspect of what not he did. nothing equality nothing. in sports really, which was very Talk, needed at the time. Talking to, to and so they, they they go into the football. And then immediately, before they kind of go into anything that he did with any social justice, social awareness, helping, you know, inner city, uh, talking to the young black athletes and, and giving them some, uh, some pointers on how to, you know, to make a difference in, in their own uh, communities. And they had to say, you know, that... He was a runner like no other, even though he had some domestic abuse problems. Like really, like that. You, that like got you, that got play. Yeah, got yeah, play. yeah. Like you had to, you had to before you could hmm. get before you could get the helmet off him. You had to chop him off at the knees, and then you go from there to uh, him and the Dirty Dozen, and you know they say that he didn't. Uh, while he was filming the Dirty Dozen, he decided that he wasn't going to continue playing football because he was supposed to go to camp. And they weren't paying those guys shit back then. <clears throat> and then from there it jumped right to, and he had the first interracial love scene with Raquel Welsh. I'm just like, are you guys like trying to say like, <laughs> like Jim Brown was a great man? Are you just trying to... Like do do kind of a semi little smear campaign. First of all, is that true? That was the first ever interracial love scene on film. That's what they. That, I mean, I would. And have if to, it's it may be true, I just never knew it. Yeah. Did she, they, Jim, did they Jim, talk Jim, at all about Jim, Jim like, Brown was a handsome motherfucker? And she, yeah, you know how I feel about her. So, right. They they, they show any footage of uh, any of the walks that 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 he did? Any of the marches? No, uh, they, that they, they, they that was absent no, from the real. No, no, fuck no, no. Why, why would they? Why would they do that? It's like this thing I saw the other day, and they were talking to this older couple, and he had a magnet. He said, "This guy asked him, he said, make, 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 make America great again.'" He goes, "Like, like when?" He goes, "You know, that's a very divisive hat." The guy's probably like seventy-five years old. He goes, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Why?" Well, he says, "You know," he says, "1965, you know, civil rights." I mean. Like, you know, it's a lot of turmoil. Like, when, when was it? When was it great for the for the for the black man? And the guy says, "Well, 
it was, it was just better times. He said, yeah, but not for the black man. And the guy just, like, it's like the other one I sent you the other day, and the guy's walking along, he's got this big pro-life. God, God is pro-life? God is pro-life, and the guy walks up and he goes, yeah, what's the deal with that? He goes, God, God loves you. God loves everyone. God is pro-life. He goes, is that why he took, killed everybody on the planet except Noah and some farm animals? And the guy just looked at me. He was <laughs> nothing. Yeah, I was like, it's like he had a stroke. It was like, fuck, man. Like, if we're if we're putting this all in God's hands and we're saying he's in control, he. I don't know how many people he killed today, but it's it's a it's a it's a fair number. Brilliant. It's God's will. God's will. Could and you listen, ima- could when, you imagine mm-hmm. if if God could just know what everything, what everybody in, in Daytona Beach's mind was, it would be fucking. Because you watched that show. I watched it last <laughs> night, and I was saying to myself, this is the end of civilization. Oh if you my need God. any evidence as to the show is, is it, op- oh, it used to be on patrol, it used to be called uh, On Patrol Live. I think it's, it's not called anymore. What's what's it called? Oh no, it used to be called Live PD. Now it's yeah. On Patrol Live. Okay, because they kicked it off of A&E because the woke douchebags decided that anything that celebrated police officers or showed the hard work by the police officers that follow the rule cannot get any airtime, similar to the Jim Brown thing. Um, they threw that off of Amy and they jumped over to Reels, which I think is probably barely a network. But um, but it's on. And so they cover... People will find that motherfucker. One of the... It's actually two of the eight departments that they profile. And they just go out and they, they follow whatever's going on. And they cut to the different departments, whoever's got cool shit going on. And they've got Daytona, the city. But then they've also got Volusia County, which is the yeah. county that Daytona I just in. wanted to say, though, that Daytona Beach and the, and, the, and the top 150 places to live... Got number forty nine. Is is it was it by number of teeth or like what 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 were the what were the criteria? The intangibles. You know, the the fact the fact that the blue wave here do, doesn't take a whole lot of shit. Like Chitwood, our, our our fucking sheriff's a motherfucker, man, and I mean that in a good way. Hmm. You know, like he's had several death threats and he's found out who they are and he's waited for them at the airport when they extradite these people when they, they press charges they had a, 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 a huge anti, anti-semitic problem in Volusia County and he fucking he spearheaded it and, and went after the fuckers and he's had a lot of uh, death threats from uh, white supremacists and, and, and groups such as but he's always been he, Chitwood has always been, he used to work out at the same gym with me back when it was Huge Iron back in the day when I used to take my son to a little private school. I used to take him up, drive him up there and then work out in the mornings. And uh, I always used to see Chitwood there, so he was was a good dude. Yeah. um, Republican. Something. Well, yeah, listen, it's fucking... You know, there's, there's decent Republicans out there, but the other, the, the wrong parts of the two parties are getting the fucking press, and this has always been my problem. You know, the trolls on post on YouTube don't listen enough to know how we feel about this. Honestly, though, I feel I'm not going to speak for you. How I honest, feel. Honestly, though, I mean, like to me, 
I thought like early in in, in Biden's uh, presidential run, I thought he was on fire, and then he has kind of petered out. And I'm wondering now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look back time wise and figure out when they assassinated him. Right. We got to get in touch with that guy. Maybe he could be on the next Nation Friends. That, uh, the gentleman. If, that gives. if we can find out, Steve, maybe Steve get on that. Yeah. Do some kind of facial recognition. <laughs> or just give him a facial. Maybe. <laughs> we'll all give him a facial and talk German. I would need some blue chew to get up for that kind of action. And Boom. fortunately, I can get some, okay, this segment. The Stiff One of the Week is sponsored by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, guys, okay? Remember the days when you're always ready to go? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. It's called BlueChew.com. That's what I want you to. Uh, that's where I want you to go. Uh, look at those packets. Beautiful, beautiful, ready to rock. They've got mint. Um, they are they're chewable. Okay, they are. Uh, Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in the chewable tablets you're looking at right there. Okay, and it's at a fraction of the cost. Take them anytime, day or night. Plan ahead. Be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Process is simple. Just go to BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, best part. You're getting your prescription within days. Through the mail. It's all done online. No trips to the doctor's office, awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, okay? Um, we want to help you have better sex, and so we, as we always do, we've arranged for something special for one of our oldest and most tried and true uh, sponsors. You're going to try it for free, okay? You're going to use the promo code NASH at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping, Okay. We want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. That's BlueChew.com, promo code NASH, to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the Stiff One of the Week. Kev, did you ever listen to Joey Diaz do his BlueChew read? It's uh, unbelievable. I can never do it justice. I think, Steve, if you can find like the first... Usually does it in the beginning. He's like, all right, cocksuckers, you want to get out there? You want to get slinging your dick? Get out there. I'm always worried about the language I'm using for the Blue Chew commercial. They they, you know, they write some heavy-duty stuff there, but I never want to go above them. He's fucking all over the place. It's, it's worth a play if we can get it. But first, let's do the stiff one of the week here. This one, uh, this is the Honky Tonk Man from one of the kayfabe commentary shows on chief j strongbow i was talking with uh i know that um that waltman always got on with strongbow and did i ask you that on the air the other day uh, yeah How chief chief really was a, he was an advocate of mine okay so you know the, you find guys on both sides of that fence and you guys are clearly strongbow people but a lot of people weren't and i think honky could be considered one of them so here's honky on uh on the chief. Real Salvatore M says, Honky Tonk Man, who has destroyed more young wrestlers' careers, drugs or Chief J. Strongbow? Uh, J. Strongbow. <laughs> Glad he asked. And I, you know, I got that quote from uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. I mean, Randy used to say to me, Ooh, I just wonder, I really wonder how many careers this fucking guy has destroyed. <laughs> Set the game clock to 30 seconds and tell me how many careers Jay Strombo has ruined. Do you know anyone? Uh, any detailed stories about how 
working for Jay Strongbow as an agent can end a young wrestler's career? Well, it's not just young wrestlers. I mean, it's guys that's in the business. Like, it was so humiliating for this fucking guy to come up and, and, and change the, the, the order of the matches just because you might have your wife and kids there to see you after 50 or 60 days. You know, that's a no-good prick to do that kind of stuff. And it, was, it, it wasn't, it, it was something he did because he wanted to do it. We could have been on the same show that afternoon with another agent who had the same rundown, who stuck it up there and said, here you go, fellas, just do whatever you did last night. But then here's Strongbow, he looks around, I got my wife and kids, I have to hide them in the parking lot underneath trucks and shit so he can't find them and somebody stooges off and he changes it. And, and he would do it, he did it to Lanny and he would do it to Randy and he did it to me. He, 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 he would do it to a lot of, he would do things like that. Or he would come and tell you, he would go tell a, he would go tell a, a, a TV enhancement guy. Now when you, when you, when, you, when you get out there tonight, you, you, you don't lay on your ass now. You, you make, the, make the guy work. Make the guy work. We got a three-minute enhancement job fucking match on TV. I'm the star. This guy's getting paid $500 to go out there and make me look good. And Strongbow, you, you, you fight back out there and make a match. Make a match? Fuck, you know I'm going to have to kill the guy now. But anyway. So, Kev, that I, none of this ever. would ruin guys. Mm. Not never experienced any of that. Didn't change the order. I'm I'm sorry. I couldn't. I could not hear that. That audio was horrible. Jesus Christ! Oh, it was too low. Fuck. Opposite. I thought the was, I thought the Blues Brothers fucking was, cop car came by. What was what? Wait, you didn't hear the dialogue? No, it was so fucking loud. Oh, it was, it was loud. Jesus Christ. He was excited. He, he's, he's a Honky Tonk Man fan. All right. Um, Florida man or Jersey guy. The game has returned. Your record is impeccable. Um, and you'll have to defend your title tonight against some stiff competition here. The, uh, real headlines, folks. One story uh, involving a uh, Jersey guy and one involving a Florida man. Here are the two headlines. First, a donut... Desperado live streams his leap over the counter and theft of Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, that's the first one. And the second, two fathers accused of shooting each other's young daughters during a road rage incident. So the first was Donut Desperado live streams his leap over the counter and theft of Dunkin' Donuts. And uh, two fathers accused of shooting each other's young daughters during a road rage incident. Though we have Dunkin' Donuts, I think of Dunkin' Donuts as more of a Northeast uh, kind of a deal. But uh, road rage, shooting each other's cars, that's that's kind of fucking, it's got a tag with an orange all over it. Maybe this was an easy one. I the gun thing I can see. I didn't know the the um, the uh, the the Duncan uh, aspect there. Well, but, I mean, uh, we, I you mean, are when correct. You, when you go to when you go to Boston Airport, I mean, that's that's you know, when you go to Logan, you get there's Dunkin' Donuts at every fucking gate. <clears throat> Uh, the Donut Desperado police in Middlesex County are seeking the thief who live streamed himself jumping the counter at a Dunkin' Donuts to steal a donut. Dubbed the Donut Desperado, the pastry poacher uh, seemed to show off with a little dance while snatching the donut, taking a bite, 
at the uh, at eight uh, thirty p.m. on in uh, South Brunswick. So. Do you have a Do you have a favorite donut from from Dunkin', Dunkin Donuts? From du- Dunkin' Donuts. Um, I, I am a basic Boston cream fan, but my all time favorite donut uh, when I'm in the mood is the apple crumb. Hmm. Yeah. Mine's the uh, frosted chocolate honey dip. Mm, I don't think I've ever had that. It's like a fucking chocolate deviled uh, donut with fucking fr- frosting on top. Of it. Let's chocolate keep talking frosting. about this because then you're talking to a guy who can't have the fucking carbs anymore right here. So Then my second favorite <sighs> is a blueberry crunch. I've had that. A blueberry, um, blueberry crunch in a fucking... Like uh, a nice just Americana, you know, just fucking something. By, like go, going to get, you know, after your blood work when you're like, after, 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 you've, after you've fasted, you just want to fucking kick out because you're in a coma. You got to get the blood sugar back yeah, up. Got to get it up. Oh, God. There's a there's a there's a crispy cream by you kevin on is it on international speedway yeah oh it's the, it looks like an old house yep it's on a corner holy balls it's funny an episode on an episode of that um the cop show one night he's he pulls into a lot to settle some a big parking lot to settle some dispute and in the background i see a um it wasn't Shake Shack. It's a, a Steak and Shake. Well, yeah, know, steak, and steak, steak and Shake. Yeah, there was one there. Now, when I was trapped down there for COVID for seven months, one of the many scares when anyone in the house would get a sniffle and we'd have to go find someone to do a fucking test. Um, after the everyone came out negative, we driving back, and I was like, "Come on, let's celebrate. Let's get some drive through." And I pulled into that that very uh, Steak and Shake because I remember but it was like a, a closed. Fucking- the, the the Frisco melt is fucking, uh, that fucking Frisco melt. It's a it's a it's a buttered, like Texas toast with a with with a, with, a, with a hamburger and cheese with <laughs> oh, like God. with like Thousand Island dressing. Oh, this is like oh, just uh, describing a woman to me, unbelievable. Oh, uh, fuck, man, those are so good. So, and I was under the weather the other day, and I have never done Uber Eats in my life. So whole new world, Kev. <laughs> fuck. So I so the I couldn't find a little Caesars that would 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 do it, but Pizza Hut would. So I got a sausage, hamburger, red pepper, and jalapeno, twelve inch pie. I haven't like. I, oh my god. And. She said, "Do you want anything with that?" And I know I, I knew that there was a diet coke out in the refrigerator. And I said, "Fuck no!" I said, "Cause I haven't had, I haven't drinking a soda in I don't know how fucking long." So I said, "No, I, I, I'm fine because I can't drink any alcohol after these uh, stem cells." So fucking man, th- that first bite and fucking so, oh, so you that. had a Pizza Hut sausage pepper jalapeno pizza and a coke and then you left some comments on the click this youtube probably right after that right no no oh, okay no. so anyway so on the show hand tossed I, I see the very steak and shake that i went to later in the then they cut away they go to ohio and the other police precincts they go back to daytona beach the fucking cop is in that very 
um, Krispy Kreme. That that night I ate the steak and shake, and then I was pulling out to head back to Palm Coast, and I was like, you know what? Look at that glorious structure, like a beacon in the night with the don't. It was the it was we could see the donuts behind the guys at the counter rolling down, being made. And it always says hot hot ones now. Like they've always got scalding hot glazed donuts coming out of that motherfucker. Well, I had a hot one now, and they were amazing. I don't need the raspberry filled. I don't need any of that shit. No, Just give me fuck the glazed that. straight yep. up. Um oh god. That's the only time I'll ever fucking eat dairy is with with, with donuts. A big glass of milk with donuts is just fucking oof. Money. As, bad, as bad as it is for you. You know, superstar Billy Graham passed. Uh. And this kind of got me in a way that I didn't expect. First of all, Billy Graham has kicked out over the last 10 or 15 years, like 10 times, of uh, situations that we thought were near the end. I remember uh, his old agent, Scott Epstein, reaching out like... Scott, what a great guy Scott Remember was. Scott? Yeah, he was like, doesn't look good, Oliver, doesn't look good. You want to send a message. And I felt like it was every six months. Um, so I, and then he'd make a, a an appearance at a at a convention. So I was like, "This is the greatest fucking promoter, Scott Epstein, in the world." He puts his client at death's door, <coughs> calls everybody in creation, so it gets carried by the websites, and then he's at a convention. But um, but anyway, so this was this was really the passing of superstar Billy Graham, and when you think back to the 70s superstar not the karate thing of the when he shaved his head and or even the comeback is it was a really flawed restart that McMahon tried in the in the late 80s that template that he created with the blonde the the the, the tie dye the, I mean I'm sure Jesse uh credits superstar right probably oh, very yeah. pu- very publicly but that template for the heel and and the I think Superstar probably talked about Muhammad Ali as being as being an influence because it, it was so Yeah. It was so might have even talked on one of my shows. It's in my head. But that template lasted. He was so one of a kind. You could maybe draw some comparisons to like Buddy Rogers, but I went I went it was through, charisma beyond Buddy yeah, Rogers. Yeah. I went through and looked at it, you know, because when I moved uh, out to Phoenix, he was—he lived way out in Avondale, and he had a little gym. And I went in there and I talked to him, and um, he was such a gracious. And you know, I, I think I was the IC champion at the time. And um, he asked me what I was doing out there, and I said I came out here to see you. You know, and I just kind of picked his brain and just sat there for a while, and. Um, but I went, I went back and looked at some of his work. And Steve, I don't know if you can find this or not. I don't know if it's the garden, but it's him versus fucking Putzky. And they do it, they do like the, the tackle spot. And then fucking finally, you know, it's it just, it, you can just see. Like his ability to, you know, to give. Like he, he wasn't afraid. He was a big motherfucker, man, but he wasn't afraid to, to be a heel. 
and he could have very easily been you know went the other way but of course you know back in those days right there were there were no tweeners you know because they're you have to wonder the um the direction of the WWWF at the time if senior didn't go with Bob Backlund and what it went with with fucking because it was only a year he only let yeah superstar keep it was less than a year and then he went with Bob for six look at, years look at the fucking how, look how small fucking his waist is man yeah we're looking at footage, uh, anyone listening, of uh, Putski and Superstar in the Ring. It is the Garden. And uh, I remember on that time, anyone who wants to watch something great, it, I think we have it up for free now. Steve, it's up for free, right? We said we were going to do this for free. At the, um, inside the Casey Vault on YouTube, um, we put up our timeline, our edition of Timeline with Superstar Graham. And... Uh, <coughs> The link is youtube.com slash Casey Volt. And uh, it's, uh, he covers 77 and 78. He covers the title reign from the day he was told he was going to get it. And he was going to beat Bruno and lose it to Bob. And uh, dealing with Vince Sr. It's such a fascinating edition of the show. And I do want to reveal that that he was my inspiration for creating the timeline series i was listening on my ipod at the time i guess to a shoot interview with superstar and the person who was interviewing him asked about the title change and he gave an answer and then they moved on he gave like again just a quick answer about and then they moved on i was like are you fucking kidding i said i could do i'm standing there in my kitchen in the middle of the night probably having cookies and milk or maybe a donut and milk in my drawers and i became incensed i was like oh my i could do a whole show on just that year and i said you know what i bet we could do a whole show with the right person on every year in the wwe and that was the yeah. idea for timeline and then i eventually got it he wasn't the first one we did um but i think he was like the fourth or fifth we eventually got him in and we did just the just the one of the best editions of that show once again, you know, watching the screen, you know, Graham has him in a fucking bear hug for four minutes, and then all he does is Putsky just, you know, takes him in the corner, rams him, then they reverse the fucking, they, now they just reverse it, and they've done nothing. I mean, they've done nothing. And the crowd's going banana. Yeah. It just... Granted, like I said, it's 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 a different era, but you know what? The, that, that that looks like two fucking men right there, man. You know, yeah, looks like, like a fight. I, yeah, that's that's some big old motherfuckers. But you you, you never see Putsky look small, and he looks, you know, he, he looks I, the 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 kind of like the. He got much more defined and like like zero body fat in like the early '80s. This was when Putski still had, because Putski was uh, was much more stocky when he first started. And yeah, this was kind of in that transition where he was. I think that I think that I think Superstar was so fucking. Uh, I mean, that was the look he had. There was no way, you know. 
there's a reason why there's that world famous picture of, of Arnold working with with uh, superstar posing because it was just like man, he's the real fucking deal. God, I would have kept the strap on him for five years and just had people chase. Fuck yeah, man. He he had it all. He he talked. I mean, there's no reason not to have him front and center. Amazing, but um, obviously he was too much of a man. Billy was. Uh, Billy was one of the guys that became pretty vocal yeah. about steroid abuse, and he didn't keep the conversation just about himself. He he uh, made a lot of accusations about uh, WWE um, and uh, the availability of steroids, and um, that kind of made him a pariah at the time, but uh, there's no denying the effect he had and what that superstar Graham template became for guys like Jesse and I I bet Flair could even probably would even credit him. He didn't, he didn't go the bodybuilder route, but certainly I think think that he he was more Buddy Rogers. Rick. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's probably closer to the Buddy Rogers, but I mean, you see a lot of Buddy Rogers in, in, in Billy. I think that was just that, that era of, you take, you know, a cup of wrestler, you know, and, and that's what they all had was that cup of wrestler. And then you added, you know, different things. So, I mean, I just think that that was the wrestler of that era was, you know, a lot of guys with the the, 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 the bleach blonde hair and, you know. It's one of the things is that, that I'm surprised is, I guess because we take so many fucking pills, um, that we, we that we die before we we, we get uh, skin cancer, but you know, being a being a pro wrestler, man, you gotta. I mean, I, I'm sure now because they've got you know spray they can, magic mic, they spray tanned us, and uh, they had this uh, spray tan. Felicia was the lady that that spray tanned us, and she had a product that like she would spray you, and like. If you were a darker complexion person, like I'm American Indian, uh, I would I would get dark. Like I would I would get darker than most of the other guys. Like Joe would get dark, but I would always get a couple of coats because I was just like, you know, fuck it. I've, I've been on stage before bodybuilding, so I was going to make sure I, I'm, I'm in no hurry not to have good color. So. Um, bring that quote up from Flair. We do have a, uh, a tweet that Flair sent out upon that. It says, so sad to hear about Billy Graham's health. Make no mistake. Talk about the influence he made on me and so many others. Hulk, Dusty, etc. You're beautiful. Bonnie dyed my hair in 1972. Stay strong, my mentor. FYI, you and Dusty Rhodes were my heroes. You made me. That's beautiful. That's really yeah. nice. That uh, Flair post. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you saw Superstar Billy Graham? Yeah. I do, too. You think it's one of those things? Like, you remember where you were? Everyone remembers the first time. I don't remember the first time I saw Hulk Hogan, honestly. I remember I I, the first time I saw a superstar. I, 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 saw, I saw him in Joe Lewis. I saw Hulk at Joe Lewis. Working. But even on TV, do, do you remember the first time you saw a superstar Billy Graham? No. I saw Hulk. The first time I saw Hulk was on Ron Rocky. Right. Man, I'm, I'm, I, think, I saw him in the ring before that. In the, the, the 1980 really, run, his yeah. heel run, I remember. I never, I never saw him. But superstar. I, 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 I was watching basketball. Super, 
<laughs> Superstar Billy Graham was the first, it was on the first broadcast I ever saw. I was over at a friend's house, and his my friend's brothers were watching wrestling on a big black and white TV, like 6 o'clock on a Saturday night, Channel 9, New York TV, a big black and white TV. And he had a match. I was like, what? They're kicking the freaking shit out of each other? And then he cut the promo. He looked right into the camera and through my soul and told me what he was going to do to whoever. I don't remember the promo, but I just remember going, holy shit. It was like nothing I'd ever seen. That was right. professional wrestling. That was what professional wrestling was supposed to do and did, if it was effective, to the viewer. It was the, the simulated violence, but then the character that you would never run into on a street corner. Unless maybe you were in Detroit talking to a few pimps, you could probably yeah. run into a Billy Graham type in a full length leather coat. No, he was he was he was fucking he was very special. He was amazing. He was amazing. Something else is amazing is how I'm sleeping these days, Kevin. I uh -huh. am rocking my sleep me every night set to fifty five. I would I just wonder what my bloated hot ass would turn the mattress to before i had a, a temperature gauge on it because you know i try to get to my like 64 65 sweet spot and i put the the gimmick on on uh 55 to get that i wonder without that sleep me i was probably laying in a bed that was like 80 degrees i was probably baking slowly i should baste myself before i get into bed you turn that bitch as low as you can get it so you can burn some body fat yeah, well, now now I'm down to my 55. And so yeah. thank you, Sleep Me. I want to talk to you about the Sleep Me sleep systems. Are you someone who needs a little extra recovery from a work? Yeah, maybe you just sleep hot in general. I am B. Um, you don't need to suffer, wake up tired, or wake up sore, or just wake up from an uncomfortable, warm bed. This is an award-winning sleep system, okay? It's a mattress topper. It goes over your current mattress. You don't need to buy anything but this. Um, the mattress is yours, the one you have. It uses water's thermal powers to cool your bed to as low as 55 degrees. That means no matter how hot you get, you can sleep at your ideal temperature, okay? All bed types, even in adjustable ones, don't worry about it. It will work on your bed. If you don't like the idea of getting into a cold bed, you can schedule the temperature change, all right? Start the night in a cozy, warmer bed, and then your pre-programmed sleep system will schedule automatically uh, to cool down okay currently sleep me offers two water-based systems sleep uh, the uh, dock pro excuse me and the cube both sleep systems provide mattress toppers that cool as low as 55 degrees the dock pro is the newest most powerful uh, system for the perfect sleep climate so guys if you need better athletic recovery you're suffering from hot uncomfortable sleep you got to check out sleep me at sleep.me slash Kevin. That is sleep.me slash K-E-V-I-N. If you're a listener of this podcast, you can save up to 20% on a sleep system if you use promo code Kevin. This really is a game changer for me. I use it every night, and you need to check it out at sleep.me slash Kevin. Save up to 20% using that promo code Kevin. All right, back at the... Uh at the headquarters here, at the Click This headquarters, the Kevin. Why am I talking like Bernie? We talked about Bernie over the break. So all of a sudden, I came back with my Bernie. Uh, click This Kevin Nash podcast. You want to talk to Kevin? You do it by typing hashtag Ask Nash, 
and tweet out your questions, and we will try to get them in. Like Mr. H, who says, Nash acting like a million dollars is chump change shows he's completely detached from day-to-day reality. He's been wealthy for 30 years now, so isn't the best position to quantify the true value of a dollar. Just say something about my friend Kevin Nash here. He's been taking one for the team. Anytime you're on a fucking flight that Kevin Nash is on, millionaire Kevin Nash, he's saving your life by taking a first-class seat. Kev, do you know the video I'm about to play for everybody? I, you know, it's 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 something that's uh, it's with me every time that you know. I, I board a plane and I sit down and just I'm, I'm just thankful that I, I don't have that bulkhead because I mean well after you see this this yep. uh, this tape you'll realize that 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 bulkhead's unforgiving but uh, so they they crash tested a plane yeah to see what parts of the aircraft take the most damage. Now, Kev is sitting in first class. Let's watch this video. I'm fine being above the wing, row 35, row 30. It, it it pretty much uh, it pretty much breaks off right where the fucking uh, the curtain goes from first class to coach. It's like there was a zipper around the yeah, outside yeah. between coach and first. So when when you're sitting up oh. front, I mean you're, you're taking one for the team. Yeah, for anyone who was listening, the uh, aircraft uh, touched down at frightening speed, and the front. Literally, like from the nose of the plane to where coach begins, gets flipped upside down, snapped yeah. off, it's, and it's, discarded, while the rest of the plane just kind of skids. And on top of that, like I'm not saying that a million dollars isn't significant. I'm saying that if you had a million dollars and you were taxed on it, you would have $600,000. If you put that into a into an account and you stopped doing everything you did and you were going to live on that, you're not going. To, I mean, unless you you've got a, 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 you know ten years, but well, ten years is still only a sixty six thousand dollar a year salary, right? so. You know, I, I, they, they people say I'm out of touch. Yeah, I'm the out of touch guy driving the 05 Mustang with 140,000 miles on it because I refuse to fucking blow money. I'm the guy in the fucking 4,000 square foot home, not in the 12,000 square foot home. You know, it's like I have a couple of pieces of real estate. I, I mean, I have rentals and stuff, but. Like this condo down here. This is, I think, twenty-two forty, three bedroom, three bath, and there's nothing in it. But the, there's a bed, a TV, and, and, and my studio. And 
But this is just because if my house gets destroyed, I don't want to be homeless. And I paid. Mark. I basically paid cash for that. I paid this thing off in three months, so I don't owe anything. I mean, and this is to me. I've always. I, mean, I tell my wife this all the time. I said, you know, when, when I paid paid off the uh, the condo, you know, and I could sit out and have coffee and look at the ocean, and knowing how bad my knees were, that I had an elevator to take me to the fifth floor. And I could pull that underneath, and you know, I mean, it was just like I, I had made it. Like you know, at thirty-four years old, I had made it. Like you know, like my life was—I I could pump gas and fucking take care of of my bills. So there, I will confirm. There's nothing extravagant about Kevin. No, there's, um, you know, he he doesn't uh, he doesn't overspend. He, uh, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's literally a t-shirt and shorts guy. If you run into him at Dunkin' Donuts, he's probably going to be wearing a tank and shorts just came from a workout or the beach and, you know, but, but the, uh, but so we have class envy in this country. Anyone listening to us overseas, we have a bad case of class envy. So anyone who succeeds in any capacity automatically becomes a target. For, I'm talking about financial success. Right. Not being your teacher of the year, great. But you know, when you when you do it uh, to the tune of uh, upward mobility, you become a target. People just naturally, and it comes out of envy. They don't like you, and it doesn't matter what you do <coughs> as a yeah. person. Just having the money seems to be enough to mark you. It's funny because you know you become a target, yet my wife still fucking shops at Target. So, right, we you kind of have to to keep <coughs> keep the residency down there. You got to hit Target every once in a while. No, but I'm just saying that we, we my my wife doesn't spend. I don't spend. You know, my son wasn't a, a, a spendful person. You know, he just had a, a, a moderate Jeep. He, nobody get nobody gets new. We don't buy new cars. We buy cars that are a couple of years old. Let somebody else take the depreciation. Like, we don't... Right. I mean, I, I bought the Mustang new because it was the first model and I wanted to have it. And I was... Fuck, I was I was making coin coin. I paid $38,000 for that time. Cash, right. you know. Mark Caps, was the power bomb always your first choice for a finisher or was there one before? I was given to that. That was, at the time, was Adam Bomb's finish. And I just had like a fucking the loaded glove of diesel was like my finish. And when they started to push me, Vince said, "You know, give him the power bomb." So, so it was a Vince thing. Yeah, Vince. That was Vince's call. Fernam Schnavitz, what are your thoughts about Bruce Pritchard? He's spoken highly of you. I've I've always got along well with with Bruce. How was he as uh, an? What was his title there? I guess he wasn't an agent. Was he a writer? What, producer, I guess. Right, producer is the title. I think they give those. Guys. Yeah, I, I mean, he was. It was so different back then because it, it was such a small group of guys. It was basically him, Vince, and Pat. You know, 
So the the inner yeah. circle. Yeah. Um, how about our audience here? We always take questions. You can be part of the live audience tapings as well. If you go to clickthistv.com, become an 11 soft member. David, Kevin's, uh, Kevin, the Motor City Machine Guns were my favorite tag team at TNA. What are your thoughts on Alex Shelley and Chris Saban in and out of the ring? Any fun stories? Yeah, they, I mean, they were they're Detroit boys. I mean, um, I actually went up and, and went to uh, Game Change Wrestling and uh, did a little bit with, with Alex out there. Alex and I have always been tight. We did that paparazzi together. Yeah. Which was like some of my favorite. Like I see shit now. I saw one the other day where I was, I I, I put my tits in, in Borash's face and I say these are real and they're fantastic or something like that. <coughs> that was the Seinfeld line, right? From yeah. Terry Hatcher. Or- and the thing is, it's just like how we got that shit on the air is just beyond me. But <laughs> and it was it was just me and Borash and and, and Alex Shelley. Well, hey, now that we have a Nash and Friends, you know, we tried to do that. Do you remember in Nashville? There was a scheduling yeah. conflict, but we were trying to get Alex on. Yeah, we were trying to get Alex on. He 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 had, he couldn't. I think he was there for New Japan or somebody. Yeah, we had a conflict. Yeah, but, he, uh, he had a match. He had a match. Or it was it was too close to match time. Yeah, <clears throat> but it's a possibility again. Yes, Nash and Friends. Um, anything else from the audience? Let's see. What do we got? Uh, Brendan. Sean, I've been reading your book on starting KC. Was the Scott Hall run-in a work like it was in the final segment of the Iron Sheik Rose? No, the Scott thing was not planned. Um, we did plan the uh, the smack uh, when Sheik smacked Brian Blair. Um, that was a work and the scott thing was not scott showed scott was at the venue for an appearance he wasn't scheduled to do anything for the roast he just kind of came in the room in the state that obviously you all saw him in on the video climbed up on the camera platform was was uh, distracting the crowd they started chanting for him and kind of taking over the event and then unfortunate timing the comedian made a joke about owen hart and he jumped off the camera platform and charged the stage and uh uh was and that fracas we had to kind of stop shooting for a little while me the very concerned producer can be seen um just to the side of scott as he has the comedian pinned by his neck against the wall holding a, a video release uh, that I'm going to have Scott sign the minute he drops the comedian. That's how concerned I was. Um, yeah, no, that was not. That was that was all Scott. That was that was the real deal. I think he actually later in the night, uh, Jim Powers was was hanging with him that night. He kind of got him out of the room, and we resumed. And um, I think he was arrested later that night in the bar. Um, after the show, and, and we were gone for uh, an altercation with a fan. Um, but the uh, yeah, the the Sheiky thing was was set up, booked by Kevin Sullivan. As a matter of fact, do we, do we have to throw him underneath the fucking bus with the whole arrest and everything else? 
Well, no, I want to make it clear he was not arrested for the uh, people sometimes say, oh, he got arrested when he uh, when he attacked the comic. He did not. There was no he left. He, no, he, the, com- the comic was stupid enough to fucking open his mouth about Owen. It was bad timing. It was definitely bad timing. It was bad taste. It was bad taste. It was bad. But roasts are sometimes bad taste. It's one of those things. Huh. I can't. I can't. I can't justify assault. So we'll, just, we'll leave it there. I, I know you probably would have done the same thing, but I. No, I wouldn't have showed up. But um, yeah. So uh, yeah. So that was that. And uh, if I wasn't getting paid, I wasn't going to be there. <coughs> well, if you were already there, maybe you would have wandered. No. To see the dais, see all your friends. No. Um, let's see, what do we got here? Uh, Dakota. Maybe, maybe, maybe Joey Dais. Joey Diaz. Dakota Cork. Hey, Kevin, I once heard that you pitched the idea of you and Ray become a team in WCW on win the tag titles. Is there any truth to that? No. I don't recall it. See how this shit gets started? Brent Reed, hey, Nash. I struggle with not giving a fuck. Any advice would be appreciated. I love your podcast with Sean, and I'm thankful for you being a role model and a good person and helping me as I also have an autistic son. Bless you both. So Brent is struggling with not giving a fuck. we got to give a fuck because you have an autistic kid, so you got to... I mean, I, I understand if uh, sometimes you, you, you run out of uh, energy and you, you, you go into a, a funk and it's like, I don't give a, a fuck. But no, you got you got to give a fuck until you're in a position where you have bought um, yourself some time not to give a fuck. You know, if you're, if maybe you're, just you're, selectivity about what to give a fuck about. Yeah, if you're living, if you're living fucking month to month, and, and to keep a roof over your family's heads, you, you know, I mean, there's, there's, you cannot give a fuck on on things that aren't you know of of significance. But you you have to. I, I just believe in and and be and being like the way I, like the way Bob raised me was. The man takes care. Like you, you give birth to a child, you take care. That's your family. You take care of them, and you know. Now, whether or not you give a fuck how hungover you go to work is up to you. <laughs> Just as long as you go to work. Is the thing you're most proud of, um, being the dad you were to Tristan? Of all the things, I mean, you've accomplished a lot. I think I was. I think I was a good dad. I think that I was. I was thinking about it today, and I was thinking about when he got sick and he was in the hospital for those months, and just you know, a lot of time. A lot of times, I, it, 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 during COVID, there would just be one. Uh, a lot of times, we were able to pull it off. They, they would let me and Tamara, but some days, they would only let one of us go over, and I would I would drive over every day and see him. And I just know that in his heart, like he never, we like we never had to have a, you know, like, like that, you know, the speech or anything. But he, I know he appreciated. And I know that he knew that how much his his dad loved him. And uh, I wish, you know, I wish it, there's just so many things I I would do, I would do different. Uh, 
you know, in hindsight. But mm-hmm. you know, when you when you grow up and you're a pro wrestler, and you have a kid that's you know is is watching you, and you just you really don't think of. You know, like the the, the the story of eating thirty three somas in Nashville is is ha ha funny until some kid hears that story and eats thirty four and fucking doesn't wake up. So it's like the most of us are most of us that that made it through that era are lucky to be alive. I think that the the business was unforgiving. I think it was a uh, it's a blueprint for uh, for disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, just how anybody is supposed to keep a relationship going uh, twenty seven days on the road and three or four days off, and you, you know month after month, year after year, how you're supposed to keep you know keep a family and, and keep a wife and and keep a life that's of, of any kind of uh, normalcy is just and that's the whole thing like you know somebody says that I've, I've lost touch of, of what a million dollars is motherfucker you've lost touch on what I did for a living and how I made my money and you might think a million dollars is a lot but what, what the fuck I gave up in my personal life, to make that money, it's like blood diamonds, blood money. I was I was paid a fraction. There'll be a guy tonight playing for the Lakers that'll go in and play six minutes, and probably is making this season more than I made my entire fucking thirty years. So, if I'm out of touch, what the fuck is he? You know. Did you um? Did you hear echoes of Bob ever, as when while you were a dad? Like my dad, my dad died when I was fifteen, and even today, like you know, sometimes I'll do a little comparison. Uh, my I dad don't think he did a great job with me, but uh, I sometimes use that as a barometer for how I'm doing with my kids. Where yeah, did Bob fit into all that? I, I think because I had such a short time with him. Um, but my dad loved scaring people. Like he just absolutely loved fucking. And, and I've taken that like I love to scare people. Like I will fucking hide in your closet for two hours and jump out with a knife just to give you a fucking heart attack. Oh, literally, like prank. Yes, oh. yes. <laughs> Fuck yes, man. Hide under a bed and grab your leg when you come in the room. I mean. Bob Nash, I see him as a serious cat. I didn't. Uh... No, Bob Nash would do this thing where fucking he'd drag his foot coming down the hallway, and he knew he was coming, and he'd fucking he he put his his top coat where he was like the headless horseman. Like he'd pull his top coat all the way up, and then take the flashlight and hold it underneath him, and have a big butcher knife in his hand, and fucking walk into the room. Me and my brother being our fucking bunk beds screaming at the top of her. I never understood this as long as I live. You got a six foot six, 300 pound dad and you have a nightmare in the middle of the night. And you go, mom, mom. What the fuck, right? 
Not because, dad. Because you're not looking for protection. You're looking for comfort, and that's what mom was. I don't know, man. If fucking somebody's chasing you and your fucking feet are sticking in the stairs coming up the fucking basement. That's when I want Bob. Yeah. I said, yeah. I want Bob. Not, I, don't want, I don't want my mom, and that's what my dreams were always. How many times have you gotten a dream where you get in a fight and you every like, me and T used to talk about this all the time because he used to have the same dream where like you throw a punch at somebody and like this is the person it goes <laughs> like you have no power it's just yeah. like you're like fucking it's like you're, you're throwing a water punch at them you know there's just nothing there and they're clocking you mine is often uh Mine is often the uh, false dialing the phone. I keep fucking up the number like I'm trying to dial for help or something. Oh, that's just me on a daily basis with my dyslexia. <laughs> Barney Rubble with his technology over here. Look, I got I got to I got to write the number down and then fucking look at it before I send it. I'm like, "Oh fuck, man, there's no 7 in that thing." And I I always have the actor dream still. I'm always on stage and I don't know what show I'm in or what the lines are, but I walk into the middle of it. And I have to perform. Do you think it's possible we could get a call sheet for the fucking this this the news we watch every night, like all the shit that's going on? A call like, sheet, like Jim Jordan, like just what time all these different players that are in this uh, movie that we're watching. Oh yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I'd like to see that call sheet. That's well, yeah, be... just every day a little packet of sides. Just uh, yeah, yeah. And um, that's got to be. And well, but you see, with with the assassination of of Biden, and uh, are we to assume then that all the other players have all been assassinated as well? And these are all actors, like like the Bill Barr that we watched before. Um, is that Bill Barr, or or was that um, uh, Peter from Family Guy? Uh, just animated really realistically. Yeah. Um, you know, they had those pictures of Biden where, where he's got his ears, where his earlobes aren't attached, and then there's pictures of Biden where his earlobes are attached. And I'm thinking to myself, like, wow, that's crazy, because I've seen women that have had facelifts have that same fucking thing happen. They're, they're, they they pull so much fucking skin back that they end up fucking having to hide the scar with the fucking LBJ ear earlobe. Right. So maybe he's had some work, or or he the, the actor. He's he's yeah. He's there's another. He's a, could you imagine that fucking hunt for the doppelganger? Just to get that, just to get that fucking so exact, right? That the Biden shuffle, just to get that motherfucker down. Yeah. There were there were open calls at nursing homes all over the country. Uh, yeah, but this is during the pandemic. I mean, this is you're talking about a hard cast. It's true. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't have been wanted. I would not no, want I, to have been tasked. No, with that. no. And I knew that fucking Philip Philip Seymour Hoffman had passed. Because he could have played anybody. So. He could do anything. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of makeup. Yeah. So, I mean, he, 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 he's passed, so, uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, I got to say, say this, though, I, 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 because I, 
I wanted I was going to bring this up to you before we got started, but I want to bring make sure that anybody that's out there that's looking for something to watch and um, needs some motivation, watch the Conor McGregor Netflix documentary. It's a it's a four part series. Um, I don't know whether you you guys like him or don't like him. I I he's the he's He's the only reason that I got involved with MMA. Like that, like when 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 he's my Tiger Woods. Hmm. When, Ti- when Tiger Woods fucking was putting on the fucking uh, the Nike red red shirt for fucking Sunday, I was watching fucking pro golf, and if McGregor was 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 getting in the octagon, I was watching that. I didn't give a fuck what I had to pay for it. I bought the Mayweather fight. I just like the guy, and I really didn't know everything about him. But watching this, and to watch somebody that's worth two hundred million dollars go through all the shit that he does just to continue to fight because he's doing it for the love of and not for the fucking money, is um, I don't know, man. It's, it's it was fucking refreshing. Do and you think he's out of touch though with what a million dollars is worth? No, I don't think he gives a fuck what it's worth. I know that he, because his whole thing is, and he says something, they, they, um, they end up going to Fight Island, which is over in, in the Emirates, and this is during the, the, the COVID thing, and they are staying in Dubai, and Fight Island is, is somewhere else. And they've got this, you know, basically the same thing they were doing with the NBA with the bubble. And so Connor wants his whole team to go ahead and board a private yacht. And they're going to take that over to to Fight Island. This motherfucker looks like a princess fucking cruise line. And he shows up and he's shaking everybody's hands. He's got a pair of Versace fucking uh, silk uh, pajamas on and he goes out and, he, and he's on the balcony he's drinking a fucking sparkling water and he makes it his kids are playing in the hot tub his wife's there have, get, she's pregnant with his third and <coughs> fuck sorry and he just says that he's, he, he feels so blessed that he's able to provide this lifestyle for not only his family, but for his team. Yeah, that's dope. Kind of like you with and that's, that's the whole thing, though. It's just he, um, he's, got, he, he's very grounded. I, I just I want everybody to watch this that can, and I want them to... He's not working this. I mean, this is. I just no. I'm going to check it out. He's an interesting guy. That's what documentaries are supposed to be about. Interesting people. I think he's an interesting guy. Yeah, he's. I have to watch OP live tonight to see what's going on in Daytona. But uh, tomorrow, I'll, I'll catch that. Yeah, at least catch 45. You know, 40. I think the first one was 48 minutes. Uh, audience, come on, you're here. Let's hear you. What do you What do you want Kevin to answer? Our live <coughs> audience. Jen Vargo, has anyone watched Mrs. Davis 
on Peacock. Good show and only eight episodes. What is it? Is it, uh, Jen, is it a, um, is it like a reality thing or is it scripted? Let us know. Uh, oh, wait, I see. I like The Watchmen. Okay. Eh, it might lose me on that one. I haven't seen it. I'll let you know if I do. Uh, next. What, what, what is it on? Um, Peacock. Okay. Next. I, I have Peacock. Brandon Douglas on the episode of Impact. When the main event mafia took over, how difficult was it to do commentary with Scott Steiner's over-the-top announcing? <laughs> Any funny memories of that episode? Is that the one? I think that we did that from the Hard Rock Cafe in Vegas, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, God, really? Yeah. It was a really cool vibe, though. It was almost like, because we were in suits and shit. Like, it, it felt very Rat Pack. Oh, yeah, being in Vegas. I don't know, though. Like, when you've got to do venues that are not sports venues, that's fucking... It's a small enough venue where it fucking felt... It, 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 the crowd was hot. Yeah. It was... That that main event mafia was a fucking... That was a, a, a nice yes. crew of guys. And they fucked that up, man. Well, yeah. <laughs> Imagine As that. is so often the story yeah. of what went on over there. <laughs> Imagine that, me working for you. Whoa! <laughs> signs, signs everywhere, signs. Isolate that for the album. Oh, let's see, Jen. Uh, Kev, thoughts on Bron, uh, on Braun Breaker? I think he has a lot of future potential to be a title holder down the line. I held Bronson when he was fucking this big. Really? Uh, I've, I've had, yeah, we've, I've been friends with Robbie and Scotty. I mean, all through all, oh, that's all, all, all three of them. I mean... Because he's got, how old now? That would have been what year? Ron is probably twenty three. He's because there's a picture of him. Tristan's maybe five, and and Bronson's like pretty young, and they're sitting, they're like they're in a uh, sandbox on the side of Robbie's house. That's great. And uh, they're, they're, did he live near you? What were you uh, hanging out with him for at, at that time? Well, we were in Atlanta. Uh, we were in Atlanta, and. Um, he was in Cherokee County, so I mean, it was like thirty minutes. Oh, all right, yeah, that's because two thousand would have been, yeah. Yeah. Uh, blah blah blah. Anyone else? Joseph Carr. I'm thirty three and bound to a hospital bed or wheelchair at all times. Click this, and the AFS podcast really brightened my day. Glad to do- join. Click this on its growth, and just brought two KT shirts last night. That's great, Joseph. Thanks, I'm, Joseph. I'm glad we could give you something, bro. Um. Is it something you're in recovery for, or is it a permanent situation? Let us know. Uh, but thank you for being part of this. We'd love to hear that uh, we're helping out. Jen Vargo, Kev, you sacrificed a lot physically, emotionally, and mentally to entertain us, so thank you. That's very nice as well. Uh, you know, and the thing is, it's just so, you know, a lot of times people ask you if you had to do it all over again, would you? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure I would have made the sacrifices that I did with my with my family and my body. You know, you would have done basketball though, probably, right? If if you could oh, have kept playing. God, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, you think of I think of all the things I've done in my life, and 
like to put on a pair of shorts and a tank top and a pair of sneakers and be indoors during the winter time and being outdoors during the summertime on the, on the, on the asphalt and just all you need is a ball and, and, and one other dude, you don't even need that, man. You need a ball and imagination and you can fucking, I mean, I just, fuck. I had that basketball. That was my, that was my, that was my bitch, man. <laughs> that was it. That was my fucking, that was my, that was my life. I love basketball. Paul Whiting, ever catch your balls on the top rope? That might be the question of the whole series. Best question, I think. I've ever caught my no, because my my singlet was my singlet was pretty fucking tight. It kept the package like the package was. You were snug, tucked. Yeah. Okay. Fair question though, uh, Johnny Fair. Yo, if I join Eleven Soft, can we do watch-alongs to old episodes of Welcome Back, Cotter? I have no problem with that. I'd rather not. What, what if Tra- what if Travolta's the guest? I, I I would rather not because I didn't watch it when it was fucking first run. So a little Gabe Kaplan in the evening. <laughs> I'll pass. I have a final question for the audience here. Who would you like to see next on Nash and Friends? Just curious what would come up here. Send Steve uh, your uh, your chat room answer. Bischoff. Josh votes for Eric Bischoff. Joseph Carr votes for Mick Foley. Uh, Jesse Santiago, oh, Jesse Santiago says Steve Austin. Brandon, we have a one, 141 and two third chance of getting Scott Steiner. True. All right. These are all, these are good names. Oh, Dally. That's a, that's a good one. That'd <coughs> be a fun one. Yeah, Dallas, Brandon Douglas voting for Dallas. Well, we will let you know. Um, but what I'm going to let you know now is that Click This is a production of Butch and Sundance Media, produced in association with Podcast Heat, producer Steve Kaufman, graphics by Dominic D'Angelo, title sequence and audio edit by Wesley Burleson, created by Tristan Nash, Kevin Nash, and Sean Oliver, theme song by Dale Oliver, no relation, technical research by Tristan Nash, copyright 2023, Butch and Sundance Media. Kev, you want to do another? I would love to, hopefully Tuesday. Sounds good to me. Tuesday it is. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Thank you to our live audience, always making it special and yeah, extra it, fun. And that, you know, you forget they're there, but then it's kind of cool because you um, you actually they, they get to see what the fuck we do because I, I after 30 seconds, because there's no interaction, I forget. I mean, I just got to, I just said, I just, just I got to get pissed. I just got up and pissed, Dick. I didn't even think about it. And, I, and all of a sudden, the questions started coming up. I'm like, oh, oops. Well, that's the uh, that's the the unbridled access that they pay for seeing us warts and all. Yeah.